Today's guest on the podcast is one of the most dynamic women in motorsport. She is the only Mexican woman to have won both La Carrera Panamericana and the Pikes Peak Hill Climb. She is an exceptional rally co-driver and an experienced racing driver herself. I am happy to welcome back for the second time, Angelica Fuentes. Hi, Angelica. Hello, Jeff. Thank you very much for having me in your podcast again. And oh. thank you for your kind words. Oh, yes. Well. It's it's uh, it's great to have you here again. Of course, you and I only get to see each other maybe once a year at the Carrera um, and catch up on things. So I'm glad that we have a moment uh, here on the podcast to do to do the same. I know. And it seems that that, that year just flies away. I mean, you know, see you on October, in October again and off we go, you go to your, your country, I come to my country, and <laughs> when we realize we're back in La Carrera. Mm -hmm. That is the thing about Carrera teams. We are, we are spread uh, far and wide across the world, from, uh, from Mexico to the U.S. to Europe. Uh, has there ever been a team from Asia? I, I don't know. Yeah. That. There must have been. Well, certainly at least from Australia. And yes, from New Zealand. From yeah. Yes, yeah. but I'm not sure about Asia. I'm not, mm -hmm. uh, we'll have to, we'll have to I, dig through the records and see if we can find that. Okay. Well, um, one of the things, you know, I, I mentioned there that you, you've won both uh, La Carrera Panamericana and Pikes Peak Hill Climb. And, you know, I don't think you and I have ever talked about your experience at Pikes Peak. And I'd, I'd love to hear about that. And I think it was 2008 that, uh, that you won the vintage class in the hill climb? I think it was, yeah, you, I have two titles in Pikes Peak. The first time we went, it was 2008. Mm -hmm. And yeah, you're right. We won it in 2008 and we won it in 2010. Oh, oh, great. I didn't realize so, you'd won it a second yeah. time. Yeah, we we had two in the vintage in the vintage mm -hmm. class. Right. So it was 2008, 2009 we we were second, and 2010 no eight, yeah 10 we were first, yeah. and then 11 we were second again, and we were planning to go uh, 2011, but it was when they had these big fires. Right. So they canceled sure. the fire. They changed the date, and we couldn't make it. Right. And unfortunately, they from that year they had a big accident, and they canceled co-driver. So you can't have a co-driver anymore in the in a rally car or whatever you you're racing up the hill. Right. You were not allowed to have co-driver. So. Yeah, so I went. I was very lucky, and well, I can bore you about Pikes Peak. Absolutely <laughs> love the event. It's just so special, very, very special. Yeah, I think we're gonna go uh, spectate this year. You know, that's just that's just an hour and a half south of me. I live I live here in Denver, Colorado. So Pikes Peak is just just down there, um, and uh, so I think we're gonna go down this year and uh, and spectate and and have some fun uh, seeing all the cars. And in uh, two thousand eight. Well, I know 2008. Your the driver was Doug Mockett. It was, did you always race with Doug at Pikes Peak? Yes, uh, yes. We always <laughs> went as a, as a team. The four times we, yeah. we were we were racing as a team. Yeah. Gotcha. And what what was that like co-driving on on a hill climb versus other types of rallying? Was it was was there some noticeable difference about it? No. Well, the only difference is it. it, it 
it is it was like co-driving a special stage in la carrera for example mm -hmm. that you you put together because you get to break it that's Pikes Peak, you know, if you go as a visit, visitor, you can't go into the stage until they open the roads. Right. So what, what you are allowed to do during Pikes Peak, you have three to, three days of practice, what mm -hmm. they call it. Mm -hmm. So they, they, split every, they split the whole hill climb in three sections. Mm -hmm. And you have the qualifying section that, I'm, if I'm not mistake, is mistaken, is the bottom one. Mm -hmm. So you you practice the for example I don't know if because we were in the uh, vintage class we were supposed to practice the middle section the first day mm -hmm. the bottom section the second day mm -hmm. and the 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 top section the third day so you practice Wednesday Thursday Friday and you get about five runs mm -hmm. every time, every section. Mm -hmm. And then you put your pace notes together and yeah. Pikes Peak, it's on the Sunday. So you have right. Saturday rest and then the so Sunday. And, you know, you just put together your notes it's, and it's another stage yeah. of La Carrera. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But a little, so, uh, with a little more, I, I don't know, it, <clears throat> maybe it's just the, the, uh, the mysticism of it maybe it's just the the fame of pike's peak but it seems a a bit a bit of a maybe a little frightening <clears throat> i think there's a lot of air <laughs> off the side of the road on pike's peak yeah um, actually yeah. yeah yeah you're right you know at some point the only thing that as a quadrave you just you know calling the notes and right. now and then you just kind of check what you just said right, and, I say, right. yeah, I and when you look the only thing that you see is sky mm -hmm. no guardrails no nothing <laughs> and you think okay well if he gets this happening wrong i'm going to end up flying right. somewhere and end up in colorado <laughs> 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 yeah, it's, yeah but it's just so special and, and you know i don't know if you have ever seen this um video of Pikes Peak and mm -hmm. just to see how they run it up the hill yeah. it's just absolutely blind uh, you know mind-blowing it's yeah. just really really special I've watched uh, a few of the more recent runs uh, particularly that the VW in the electric uh, the mm -hmm. electric VW that was that was pretty pretty amazing shattering the record but also just uh, you know the the emergence of uh, electric race cars all electric race cars for events like that is pretty cool yeah. And well, and that's the other thing. I was very lucky that when I, 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 when we ran Pikes Peak, it, I saw the transforma transformation between uh, tarmac, gravel and mm -hmm. tarmac. Mm -hmm. Because the first year we, we went, we had 50-50 and then, then it went, we never ran the whole course, did we? No, I don't think we ever ran the whole course when it was uh, tarmac. Mm -hmm. So, but it was so it was a challenge because which tires to decide, you know, which right. tires we right. we decide to 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 use. We I remembered our engineer at the time, Phil. Mm -hmm. He was gro grooving the tires in the hotel room mm. so to get more better grip. Yeah, and then also. What people don't realize is carburation is so crucial because you go from one altitude to another right. so quickly that starvation, you know, for the engine, yeah. uh, starvation is it's 
it's a big issue for cars for people that go and do this event you know if they don't get it right the carburation right. it just becomes a problem so but no it's absolutely uh, i will recommend if, if people say Angelica, what do you ever recommend to go inspect the bikes big of course you you know i will recommend just to do it because it's just the event on itself, the people—it's just abs- the atmosphere is really, really nice as well. So lovely people in Colorado, and you know, people fly from all over the world for these events right. as well. They do, yeah. Mm, all right, so, well, I'll send you pictures from the hillside this this summer. Looking forward to that. <laughs> yes, <laughs> so, you will make me jealous now. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, that, maybe I'll get you to come out for a visit then. Uh, yeah. That wouldn't yeah, be bad. Exactly. <laughs> so the other, so I mentioned also your win at La Carrera Panamericana. That was 2006. Yes. And you were the first woman to win and the first in the Turismo production class, which is the top class in, in the Carrera. Um, no, actually, no? I'm, going to go, I'm going to correct you there because in the history of all the Carreras, of the modern Carreras that they have run, it's the only time that a Turismo production that is not the top class has won La Carrera. So gotcha. it's okay. always <clears throat> Turismo Mayor yes. that wins the class. So I can't remember in which Carrera we are, the 32, 33 Carreras. So mm-hmm. out of all of those, we are the only team that has ever win La Carrera has ever won La Carrera in a Turismo production that it's a smaller engine yeah and yeah so yeah and it was with with Gabriel Perez my actual driving La Carrera again right and yeah yeah so it was in the fourth yeah Excellent, mm-hmm. excellent. Well, thank you for correcting me. I sometimes get a little, you know, no, no, no. in the four-cylinder <laughs> class at the at the other end of the race, uh, we sometimes get mixed up between who, uh, production and, and mayor. But um, yeah, I do. But that must have been an incredible achievement for you, uh, not only not only to win the class in that what would have been considered an, an underpowered car to to win the race, but but also to be the first woman to do that. Yeah, well, not not the first woman because before there there was an, another American woman, la, the sister of John Ward. Mm-hmm. It was the first woman to win La Carrera, mm-hmm. and and then it was I won it. So I am the first Mexican to, and the only Mexican to have won La Carrera as right. a woman, you know, woman. And yeah, so and I will try again this year. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, us too. Uh, do you think, and, and maybe this is uh, putting too much weight on your shoulders, but do you do you think your success in the Carrera has has uh, had an impact on other uh, Mexican women in motorsport? Yes, because it's not just only La Carrera. I am, mm-hmm. um, you know, I started running thirty five years ago, and again, I am the only Mexican that has won. A Mexican championship as a co-driver and, a, and as a driver. Mm-hmm. So, although you know, when I started, there were there were really few girls, or mm-hmm. I was maybe the one of two or three, and they came and they rally just one event, or and then sure. they, they disappear. So I just, you know, I just. I have done a whole career in motor racing, and yeah, I have girls that 
have come to me and said, you know, Helica, I, you have been my inspiration, and one year I hope to win this. And, and right. it's nice to see that you can, can inspire somebody. And actually, I have, ins- and I, I was very touched when this happened. This, this, the, now he's, he's a, a man. He came to me and he said, you know, Helica, because of you, I started rallying. Mm. And this is a boy, you yeah. know, it's a yeah. one day. Uh, so it was very nice when, when people come to you and, and say, says, you're my inspiration. It's, it's, I'm very grateful and I'm, you know, I'm happy that I can, I can inspire somebody to follow a passion that right. for me, it just has given me back so many things, so many things, so many friends, so many memories. Right. Yeah, that's wonderful. And I don't I don't mean to 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 just point out this that this difference between men and women. I mean, look, drivers, mm-hmm. race drivers are race drivers and co-drivers are co-drivers and it really doesn't matter. Um, mm-hmm. but I but I know that that uh in sport, we all look for role models and it does it it does matter when we can find somebody like us who's competing at the level we want to be at and that that does become uh, an inspiration. Um, so, yeah. so great. All right. So we've talked a lot about the past. Boy, we went way back there to early, early, early 2000s. But I want to talk about uh, something much more recent, uh, the Rally Monte Carlo Historic, which you've just uh, come home from. And I want to hear about um, your experience. And also, I'd love to learn a little bit about the race because I think it has some re- really unique uh, features uh, that you don't see in that I I don't see in other rallies, such as like this concentration leg that be, that begins the rally, where you've got teams starting from Glasgow and Athens and Milan and Barcelona and Reims. Um, so so, give me a little uh, a little Monte Carlo historic one hundred and one lesson here. Okay, well, Monte Carlo historic. You just said it. It's used. First of all, it's an event that has at least 300 cars. Mm-hmm. And the variety of the cars, like as my husband said, you know, you see cars here that you forgot that they existed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, mi- the mixture of the really, really pretty and wonderful and the quirkiness of all the cars is just unbelievable. And, and it's, it's a very international event. And yeah, and starting from... I think there were five different cities this year, mm-hmm. and then what? The, so I think somebody's um, Barcelona is the, it was the first city to start, and that was on Thursday, and the rest we started on Friday. Mm-hmm. So the day you start, normally you drive for it's it's an overnight drive mm-hmm. so that make make it very very difficult well it's right. not difficult you just go through what they call passing controls and yeah. you have to follow the route so the royal automobile club monaco publicized the route mm-hmm. every year in november and october november and then either you plot your map people are still some teams they still run uh, the rally with maps, you know, like they use mm-hmm. a potty, what they call a potty, that is a, a, a lens with a light, and you right. can make it bigger. Or you can get a root book from teams. They go on Reiki and you buy the root book and it makes it easier. So the twenty, the first twenty-four hours, you have 
passing controls through the night and then around it was about two o'clock in the afternoon the next day you do one regularity and then you do the other one and then you finish we all finish in in valence that is the that's the concentration city and you stay in valence for three nights mm -hmm. and then the next morning you go out and do two stages regularly but you know they are long days because you have yeah. let's say uh, it's uh, you know it's it's a lot to learn about these events what I'm calling set arts or regular stages for mm -hmm. people to understand it's you have to keep your average speed right so that's a more re traditional regularity format where it's time speed distances is what you're scored on Yes, and yeah. you need to to be there by the second. Every second yep. ahead or every second behind, it costs you. Some there are penalties. Yep. So and this was the first time they they ran the longest uh, stage that was 59 kilometers. So you are in a regular stage for over an hour. Mm -hmm. So and. It's it's very hard to to imagine if you haven't been in France and haven't driven through uh, very through the hills in France because the roads are really tiny, very yeah. narrow. Yeah. It has a lot of hairpins, and every stage that we 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 run as a regularity, they are open roads. They don't close the roads mm -hmm. for us, so you have upcoming traffic. Yeah. So you need to be aware of that. You need to be aware that you go through farms as well. Uh, so and the conditions every year, it all depends on condition, make it make it easier or more difficult. Right. Last last year we had a lot of snow. Honestly, I thought I was doing a rally in Sweden. <laughs> this year I didn't see snow snow at all. So So that she, so the was, longer the stages the longer the regularity stages, the more potential you have to to get to lose time or you know to to, to miss your your average speed, right? Yes. So it just gets yes. more and more difficult the further you go. So after after the concentration leg and then those first two regularity stages, the next day when you start what they call the classification leg, are those regularity stages as well? Yes. So the whole rally from there, from point after you have the concentration, mm -hmm, concentration mm -hmm. leg and everything for the next uh, three days. Well, yeah, three days. You four days. You it's it's all regularity. All regularity. Wow, that's a lot. So I, I yeah. looked it up. It's it's the total. They list total of fifteen stages. So fifteen yes. regularity stages. To to score to score a clean clean rally, I don't think. Nobody in the history of the Monte Carlo historic has done it. Just not possible. It's, yeah, it's it's just so. There are so many variables yeah. in this rally that it's just not, you know, it's 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 just not possible to get a a, a clean rally with no penalties. Right. We've not so, tackled a, a regularity rally yet, my brother and I, and and I think uh, we'll 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 get to that at some point. But uh, it definitely it looks tough. It, it looks tough. It, it, it is. People don't realize, and it's it's as a co-driver, it's it's a lot of work because you you mm -hmm. are just 
you you know your math you have to be so sharp and you have to be on top of of the numbers and 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 the speed and if he if he's if your driver is ahead or behind and and it's just a lot of work yeah. in the car while you're running the stage because you say one ahead and just as i was saying when you do regular this you learn it's a feeling it's a feeling of okay i'm i'm ahead one and it's just how hard a break how i how how, how i let the the brake go and mm-hmm. just to carry on with my speed not not to kill the speed but just be in that second in the right time in the right second where you have to be when people look back in history of motor racing this is the way we you know rallies started mm-hmm. you know the regularity is the way when now it's wonderful to have the other type of rallies they you know really fast ones yeah. where you run speed sections and everything but in the past this is this is how rally started so it's it's really the history of the sport yes yeah yes and, and before we before we change subjects i want to hear about the car that because you mentioned all the beautiful cars that are there at the historic and uh i want to hear about the car that that you ran in this year yeah, well, as you know, unfortunately, we we couldn't finish. We had a, an electrical problem. Then mm-hmm. we're not sure if it all started at the, with a start uh, starting motor, mm-hmm. and yeah. that caused a fire and just completely burned the whole electrical system. Oh, that's terrible! And so it, it was a and, Porsche. And it was a Porsche nine two four. And with a lovely history, a winner, winning Porsche. That it's the only Porsche that I have ever managed to score points for the championship. Mm-hmm. And the last race this Porsche did it was in 1976, I think. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, yeah I saw pictures. It was a great looking car. No, it's lovely, and I must say, Andy Creel, you know, Porsche Classic did a lovely. Uh, work in in uh, in turning up these cars mm-hmm. the way it, mm-hmm. it looked and even the guys at scrutiny were like one said to me do you get do you clean the car because it looks immaculate you know mm-hmm. it was spotless it yeah. was just but unfortunately as we all know motor racing this is motor racing something yeah. goes wrong and that's it that's right that's right yeah sure it's not only your own skill that that it, no. uh, and and it's, it's not you know your car is a variable in the whole competition as well and sometimes sometimes it just uh, things go wrong well exactly but, um, do you think you'll be back again to race uh, the historic definitely i mm-hmm. uh, this was my third monte carlo historic mm. and so far i have only managed to finish one that was last year. The hardest one, weather weather wise, with the snow, and it was with Dan mm-hmm. Alvin with in the in the Mustang. Yeah. And my my other two was my first Monte Carlo was 2016 in a Sunbeam Tiger, and again we had a mechanical failure 80 kilometers before the finish. Oh. So that that was exactly that was oh. heartbreaking. Oh, that's heartbreaking. <laughs> exactly. And this time, you know, it happened running set R4. Mm. So it was at the beginning, the second day. But yes, I, I must say, people people were saying, well, I think it's it's 
better when it happened at the beginning. I don't know. I, you know, it's heartbreaking at the beginning, no at the what. middle, at the it's, it's just, it, exactly because it's the whole preparation, the whole, yeah. the waiting of. I'm going to the Monte Carlo. I'm going to the event, and you turn up, and these ha- things happen. But uh, again, I'm philosophical. It's it's motor racing, and yeah, there's all already some. I'm I'm talking to a team and um, about some, to go a back future next a future year. drive. Great, great, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So well, we, I think you have to be philosophical, otherwise, <laughs> I don't know if you would mentally be able to handle it. I mean, it's just exactly it's just part you, you of the know, sport. Yeah. Exactly. You yeah. will say, okay, well, I would not try it again because, you know, it's it, in a way, yeah, it's it's heartbreak. Right. So, but yeah, but I think so. I think that's uh, also a mark of of uh, a driver or the mark of a, a true co-driver. I mean, or a, a mark of a real motorsports uh, person because, you know, a lot of people might try that as a, you know, hey, let me try it. And then they have that experience and they're like, yeah, I'm never going back there. But, yeah. you know, if if you're really, if you're a true driver, true co-driver, if you really love motorsport, you just think, well, of course, now I have to go back because I've got to finish. I can't, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Right? Right. It's, it's, no, it's a whole I... opposite reaction uh, from others who might not be um, so motorsports inclined, so... Exactly, exactly. And I keep saying, because people keep asking me, Angelica, you know, which is your favorite event? And, like, and you mentioned Pikes Peak, and uh, you, we talk about La Carrera, and we talk about every event has its own beauty. Every event, mm-hmm. it has its own faults, its own complications, its own challenges. And But I love them. I, You know, it's like, Everybody is different, and everybody is working. This is motorsport. Every every event is different, and it's about how open you are to learn and go through the experience and say, "Wow, that was that was awesome." You know, I love the challenge. I'm coming back. Well, let's talk about. Uh, you mentioned a couple of things: beautiful races and and learning new things. So let's talk about another one of your kind of current projects, and <laughs> and and that would be. Uh, real vintage sports car racing, and you recently had an event out at Brooklyn's Museum in Surrey racing uh, a vintage sports car. Tell tell us about that. Yes, uh, it's uh, well, I did it with the low card low card special, mm-hmm. and this is my this was my four outing with this little car that I'm the more I driving it the more I'm loving it the more I'm knowing the limits of it the car doesn't belong to us mm-hmm. it belonged to us at some point to my husband he it was in pieces it was a project that was lying in the garage for years and then Colin Roger the actual owner said to Keith you know can I can I buy this car and so he bought it he put it together and then I am the lucky one that that drives that this absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's a beauty, and 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 I, you know, I love because it's it's going back in history. It's it's what they call it's a veteran. It's BSEC ch- uh, championship mm-hmm. vintage vintage sports be, car club vintage sports uh, car club. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And these are pre-war cars, right? Pre-war cars. Yes. 
And so, some of them are unique. Some of them are like the low card. There's only one in the world. Mm. At some point, this car, before becoming a, a racing car, was driven by Sir Sterling Moss. Mm -hmm. So there's a picture. Mm -hmm. So when I saw that picture, I thought, oh, I'm not sure if I can do that. If it's the pressure, if something <laughs> happens to this car. So, and, and Colin has been, he said, Angelica, please don't worry. If you crash it, we can repair it. That's not a problem. Race cars so are meant to I, be raced. Exactly. And, yeah. you know, I, I needed to learn how to drive it because it has a crash um, gearbox mm -hmm. that where normally first, in a normal car, first is reverse. Mm -hmm. Second is where first is, and mm -hmm. it has second and third, mm -hmm. and it goes like very. You have to be hard. It makes a, a lot of noise. That it sounds like you could you break in it, but it doesn't break, and uh, has no brakes at the front, only thrums thrums at the back. Gotcha. So and uh, it makes it, for example, in one of the videos at the Brooklyn driving test, it's it was very slippery so i hit the brakes and the car just went sideways mm -hmm. and and it stopped because that's that's the beauty the beauty of these driving tests people say oh well that, those are easy okay you get given 10 maps 10 different driving tests mm -hmm. so you look at the map and you need to memorize the map so it's you have to be uh, as fast as you can not knocking um cones and you need to drive exactly the course as it's shown on the map but no i am absolutely loving it again because of the challenge because of what it is it's not a modern car it's right. it's and it has a personality i think uh, uh, roger we we're trying to find a name and it's a chief or roger for calling he keeps saying oh no it's a chief so mm. we're looking for a name and People come to me and, you know, people said, oh, I, with a big smile saying, you know, I remember seeing this car driven in the 50s. So wow. it's lovely that, you know, 60, 70 years later, they can see the, the, the car. Or I have already two gentlemen that came to me and said, you know, I sat in this car when it used to rally. I sat in this car because my, my uncle was Mr. Lockhart. Oh. So I just, so the whole. So now you get thing, to be connected to all of that, all of that yes. history, all that came before. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a, so yes. not only is there that, that wonderful uh, challenge of the precision of driving, which I think for people like you and me uh, is, you know, there's, there's a great, we, we just love that, all the details, you know, memorize it, do it perfectly. That's a great mm. reward. But now you've also got this this rich history for this particular car that you've developed a relationship with. You've got all that history behind you and, and, and that you get to be connected to now. I know, yeah. you're absolutely right. I just absolutely right. So, and you know, the other day at Brooklands, this gentleman came and said, you, you know, I know the guy that helped car to to and he was telling me amazing mm. stories about the car so i say hold on you need to talk to my husband because you need to get details because we are trying to gather as much history of this car as much as we can because yeah. on those days we they didn't have internet and all sure. these records they in at some point they got lost yeah so yeah so I'm 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 very very happy, and I think this year I'm going to do do 
for events with with the low cut. Excellent. So I was just going to ask, what's what's next for your your vintage uh, sports car racing career? Yeah, the the next one is in June. Mm-hmm. So and I'm hoping I'm hoping I can I'm, I can get another another place there. As I say, I had a little mistake, and if I hadn't had that mistake, I, I was looking at first or, or second in class. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's it's a learning curve, sure. and I'm happy that on the Ford, uh, you know, outing, I already managed to get something. So right. hopefully, and that was we for, will... for the Brooklyn's race. That was the the Brooklyn's event, third in class. Third yes. in class. That's great. Congratulations. I, That's really great thank work. Thank you. Thank you. So mm-hmm. we've talked a lot about how uh, all these things in which you and I are lucky enough uh, to participate, uh, all the all these rallies, and it certainly is um, great fortune that we can do that. But I know not things aren't always easy in life, and I know that you you are a um, an, a champion. Uh, for finding a cure for Lyme disease, and I just wanted to, I wanted to talk to you about that and and give you a chance to um, to let people know um, about the disease, but also where they can go for help. And I want to hear about the state of research and how close we are to a cure. Um, but but tell me a little bit about uh, your your struggle to um, to overcome that. Yes, well. Thank, thank you, Jeff, for for bringing this this awareness and this chat and this opportunity to talk about this horrible disease. And again, motorsport has been just great for me to keep me focused. And I go for still through my very bad days and mm-hmm. my horrible symptoms. And normally happens before, well, after a rally, I just come down the hill with with uh, symptoms and flare-ups sure. and and there's there's so far there's no cure when it's chronic that it's my case because it took seven months to realize that it was lyme disease mm-hmm. it's you just try to control it you are i was on antibiotics for a year and a half i'm still on different protocols mm-hmm. uh, uh, diets multivitamins and so we just try to keep up uh, on top of this bacteria because it's, well, as you know, Colorado is one of the hot spots. Mm-hmm. In, sure, in, out in, here we have about, we deal with it a lot. Yeah. So when so when somebody is 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 suspicious that Lyme disease might might be a cause and it's difficult to get information, where where do you suggest someone goes to to learn more about it or or to provide that to their physician or to find a physician? that um, that is aware well exactly it's just find a find a, a doctor that is aware of Lyme disease mm-hmm. because people will, will look for um, they, they tend to go to to the doctor that is a tropical disease doctor that they have no idea and they come with these answers that are quite shocking mm-hmm. but I will always recommend try and look for a doctor that is near where you are that is well known about been treating Lyme disease mm-hmm. and don't go to somebody that might be guessing that might get a, 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 you know get yeah. there's already a list of specialists for example and now around the world there are groups of uh, Lyme disease awareness they are closed groups mm-hmm. and you get a lot of good advice not yeah. bad advice and, and you, you know and then obviously you need a uh, 
a lot of people that support you around because people always, you know, I still have it and I still hear that people say to me, you can't be, look, you look so well, you can't be ill. Sure, sure. But because they don't, I don't publicize my bad days or my flare-ups, I had never done that, it's not my style. Yeah. And maybe that's my mistake, but yeah, it's, I, I, well, I, I work on this 24 hours. It's a mm-hmm. it's a it's a, a similar story for a lot of chronic illnesses that mm-hmm. they they're easily overlooked by the people around uh, the 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 person who's suffering with it because they do they do cope so much and uh, yeah. they sort of they, you just move on with it. So it sounds like one of the best ways is just to get connected with with others in uh, who who may have Lyme disease or who, who are in those communities and is is social media the best place to find other folks so that you can get connected into uh, those groups yes well actually funny enough uh, uh, the best people you, you know obviously my best friends have become two girls that have Lyme disease because and I, I I met them through social media connecting with these groups and and you know and it's the way you can support others and support yourself Sure. Because it's where you can ask questions, saying, you know, if people don't realize that's the other thing. When you start treating Lyme disease, you are getting worse. Before you become better, you feel that you're dying because mm. of the uh, it's, it's killing bacteria and if your body is full of toxic. So, yeah. and that's the, the best way because you can ask questions, you can, and they can help you giving you right advice. So I notice in a lot of your posts, Lime Warrior, hashtag Lime Warrior is, mm, yes. is something that you use a lot. And I, I went and took a look at, at, at uh, the, the people there and it seemed like that that's a great place to go to, to connect with others because those are people who are, who are in the fight and, and can probably help um, connect you to some resources. Exactly. And, yeah. and, and, and be aware because, for example, as you said, you know, being chronic illness, also people tend to the to depression. Mm-hmm. So try to to keep with people that are not in that hard depressed and right. try to. I always say, you know, try to focus yourself in something positive. Do things for yourself. Mm-hmm. And when you are dealing with with a chronic illness, you have to understand that you come first before anybody right. else. And it's very hard, but it's the way it has to be. Because it's not easy. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing that with us. I I know that uh, I know that it's a powerful force in your life, and that you work very hard to to build awareness. And uh, and so, if we can help others uh, be aware, then 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 that's just great. And thanks for sharing your story about that. No, no, yeah. thank you, Jeff. Because you know, by sharing the story, I, you know, so far I know I have been two people in my life they've been diagnosed because of my story Excellent. and I think I always see that as a positive thing the, uh, you know it's we can always focus in the negative things and I'm not going to focus on that right let's see what you know out of this bad horrible illness what can what is positive positive has brought positive you know the positive thing is that my story has helped somebody else to find the cause of their symptoms yeah. and they are now on the treatment they, they they see my doctor in mexico that has been a blessing so you know that's yeah. that's a good thing well great mm-hmm. that's awesome well speaking of other positive things as we as we bring the podcast to the to a close let's let's look uh to the future again and i think 
you and I are, uh, will see each other at uh, the 70th anniversary edition of La Carrera Panamericana in 2020. Definitely. No, we will be there. Hopefully fight for the win. That's right. We um, made, you made um, a promise to me at the finish line in 2019. <laughs> I said we were coming back for the, for the win in our class, Historic A+. And you said you're coming back for the win in your class, Turismo Mayor. Yeah, we made that promise. And hopefully we will be standing on the, the highest step of the podium. And you can, we can always try. Well, you that's know, what we we're going to do. There's no guarantees. We've already talked <laughs> exactly. about all the ways we could fail yeah, in a car, exactly. but but we're gonna we're gonna be there to try. Okay, so I'm gonna keep my promise to you. I'm gonna be there. I I, I don't know. They haven't published the route yet, so I don't know if we're starting in Oaxaca again or, or or not. But wherever we're starting, I will I will see you there in October, and uh, we will see if uh, we can each keep our promise to to each other. We are looking forward to see you in October in La Carrera and looking forward to stick to our promise. <laughs> yeah, that would be mm-hmm. great. Well, thank you again so much for being on the podcast. You are our first repeat guest, and you've been a great friend, and it's, it's been wonderful to get to know you. And uh, I look forward to uh, many years of, of motorsport stories together. What an honor for having me twice in your pod- podcast. And, and, yeah, looking forward to to see you again soon and and thank you to the to your followers your audience as well that listen to your amazing podcast and thank you for everything jeff okay see mm-hmm. you soon see you soon jeff yes.